point. I make pierogi tonight. Maybe some pork, too. Thank you. That sounds delicious. Mrs. Mrozenski cooked dinner for us every night, asking nothing in return except for clean plates and our ration tickets. Pop was always reminding me to say thank you to her, as though Mama hadn't drilled common decency into me. But then, how was he to know what I did and didn't learn in those years he was gone? Maybe I invite my daughter, she said. I don't know if Pop's going to be home tonight, I said. She was always trying to pair her daughter, Betty, with Pop. In her mind, my mother was nine months dead, and it was time for Pop to move on. It was funny how nine months could seem like an eternity to one person and the blink of an eye to another. I don't need to tell you which one was my experience. Another time, maybe. Have a good day, Iris, she said. You too. As I started down the walk, I turned and waved at her. Mrs. Mrozenski waved back, and from the front window a flag with a single star waved along with her. It commemorated her son, a Marine who'd been at sea since February. It was drizzling as I trudged down the street from our house to public school 110. The scenery matched the dull gray sky. Garbage cans awaiting pickup lined the road, filling the air with the sweet scent of rotting vegetables. A pile of steaming manure lay in the cobblestone street, where one of the horse-drawn delivery trucks that still operated in this area had paused in its mission. Pop had tried to sell our move to Orchard Street as an adventure. With everything else that had happened, a fresh start would be good for us. At first I tried to be cheerful about the whole thing, but as weeks turned to months, I could no longer see the move as a change for the better. To my eyes, the Lower East Side wasn't just a different neighborhood from the one we'd come from. Its name and its surroundings made it clear that we had experienced a downfall, slipping from the good end of town to the bad, descending from the top of the mountain to somewhere near its bottom. Not the bottom. After all, we were on the Lower East Side, not the last of the East Side. That, I thought, was yet to come. From the moment I entered the doors of PS 110, I was dodging, ducking, and holding my breath, hoping that whatever I just saw would pass by without doing me harm. The kids were rough, in the way that feral cats were rough. It was like they were fighting to survive and didn't give a damn what it took to make that happen. Public school was exactly what I imagined trench warfare was like. More than once, one of them locked eyes with me, and I got the feeling that if I didn't move now, they would pounce on me and eat me for lunch. I stayed close to the tan-colored walls, my hand always on the plaster, like a mouse looking for a hole I could disappear into. Out of the way, meat. A girl in a too-tight cardigan cut across my path, sending me toward a row of lockers. Two boys, holding each other in a headlock, forced me in the other direction until I bumped into a box set aside to collect tin cans. I pictured myself tumbling headfirst into the metal scraps, but I was lucky. Not only did I stay on my feet, but the box was empty. Apparently, nobody here had time to collect aluminum and tin for the war.
I backed away from the box and checked to see who had witnessed my stumble. Only the poster above the empty collection bin acknowledged my presence. Wanted for victory, it announced in bold type. Waste paper, old rags, scrap metal, old rubber. Get in the scrap. Only someone had altered the last line with a pencil so that the wanted items now included bloody rags. Conveniently, they'd also drawn a picture indicating what part of the female anatomy those rags might come from, just in case you were confused. I tried to hide my shock and ducked into the girls' bathroom, hoping to catch my breath in the privacy of a stall. The doors were missing, though. A blonde in a sloppy Joe sweater sat on the radiator by the window, smoking a cigarette. She didn't even shift her position when I came in. If anything, she seemed annoyed that I had interrupted her.